Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. Welcome back, my friend. I am super excited about this particular episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you a live coaching session that I recently did with a brand new live streaming strategy that I've been testing out for myself. Now, back during the pandemic, I was introduced to the Clubhouse social audio platform. And when we were all around the globe locked into our homes, millions of us went to that app. And during that you know, two years that we were all in Clubhouse every day, I would just show up and do Ask Me Anything sessions and I would offer free coaching to anybody who wanted to come up and chat with me. And so thankful that so many people over the years did come through that platform and say, Cliff, I'd be delighted to have you record and use this and to encourage people. I would really like some guidance here and love a lot of help. Now, back in the archives of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, there's so many of those conversations that were there. But as of the last few years, ever since we let people out of their homes again, and people started to go outside and see the sunshine and breathe fresh air, Clubhouse just hasn't been the same. So I've been on there a couple of times here and there, and when I launch a room, it, it's, it, it, it just doesn't have the same impact that it once did. But recently, I've been doing a lot of live streaming with a service called StreamYard. And StreamYard, there are many services out there just like StreamYard, but I use StreamYard. And StreamYard, using the premium feature, allows me to do a bunch of things. Number one, I can stream up to seven platforms, I believe, maybe eight. But I stream to LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook personal profile, Facebook page, Twitter. But also, I could, if I wanted to, I could... Uh, stream into Facebook groups. I, there, If you have these other online services, you could stream to them. You can also do on webinar, on air webinar functionality with StreamYard. It's great. Anyway, I've been dabbling with that for the last several months, but this past week I've been really like, I want to show up and serve people. I'll talk more about it at the end. But the other day, I was hosting an Ask Me Anything session, and I said, hey, if anybody wants to come up and join me live, feel free to come up and join me live. And it turned out that about three people over the past week randomly came up, and we had one-on-one conversations that turned into little mini coaching sessions. And they were blown away, and quite frankly, I was blown away that people would be willing to come up and allow me to coach them as we're broadcasting live to all these social channels, and then an idea occurred. What if I commit to doing a live stream consistently where the whole thing is actually scheduling in advance one person to devote an entire 90-minute full-blown coaching experience with me? And so I decided to test it out. I put it out to my email list, and instantly I started booking people, and what you're about ready to hear is my very first 90-minute one-on-one coaching experience with Andrea to give you a feel of what I'm doing 
with my live streaming strategy. Now, let me just tell you some insights to be on the lookout for. Number one, if you've ever heard of this idea of personal development and using affirmations, you've probably heard people criticize it saying, it sounds like you're just faking it till you make it. And I don't know how I feel about that. Or maybe you felt like I'm reading these affirmations in first person as it's present right now, but it feels like I'm living in a delusion, but maybe that's okay. Well, I have some things to share about that in this conversation. Also, I love using the dream machine with my clients. What we do is we get inside of the dream machine and we time shift three years into the future. You'll get a feel for the dream machine in this episode. Also, the ability to hear the voice of God or your voice of your higher self or your inner being or the source of what all that is. Anyway, hearing that inner voice happens when you're dreaming and you'll get an experience of that here. And then the question is, are we ever really off the path? Sometimes we feel like, ah, man, sometimes I'm on the path and it's really good and then I get distracted or then I fall away and the question is, is are we ever off the path? Another insight to listen for is transformational language and there's just so much more. I know that you're going to get a ton of insight in this conversation with Andrea. I just want you to imagine yourself as if you were having this conversation with me as you're listening to this and as you are resonating with certain parts of these stories and I'm asking Andrea questions, I would encourage you to ask yourself the same questions. See what comes up for you. And then at the end of the conversation with Andrea, I'll give you all the details of how you can get one of these free, full-blown, 90-minute, one-on-one coaching experiences with me. Andrea, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I have never been better, and it gets better every minute of the day. (laughs) I am super delighted to have you here. Yeah, very unexpected blessing. Thanks for asking me. It is my pleasure. (laughs) So there are five things that I want to go over at the beginning of this. First of all, I'm going to start my timer. We have 90 minutes together. Number one, I want to make sure that you understand this, that today this is my gift to you. It's a complimentary 90-minute one-on-one coaching session with me. There is no expectation and no obligation you will ever become a paid client. Are you aware of this? Yes. Awesome. Number two, are you coming to us from a 100% distraction-free environment for these 90 minutes? Yeah, I am (laughs) distraction-free. Awesome. Number three, this is brand new. This is being broadcasted live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, a bunch of social media. (laughs) I'm recording this as well. Do you give me permission to use this to be of support and encouragement to other our conversation today? Sure. Awesome. (laughs) And then number four, may I have permission to be your coach? And what I'm asking is, can I ask you questions or say things that might challenge you at a deep level? Sure. Awesome. And then the last (laughs) one is this. This right here is me looking into the camera. However, I do want to let you know, I have a live transcript over here to my left. So if you ever see me do this, I'm trying to go and look and see what was the exact phrase that she just spoke? What were those words that she just used? So if you see me do that, I'm doing that. If you see me do this, 
I'm literally trying to feverishly write down words into my notes. So I have a little iPad in front of me. And I'm trying to take down as many notes as possible. Just want you to know okay. that I am not being distracted at all. And anything and everything you see me doing here, I just promise you it's all in full support of you. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> now, with that being said, Andrea, how can I be of service to you? What could you and I talk about today that would make this a conversation you'll never forget for the rest of your life? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like it was almost like an answer to a prayer or like a gift almost because when we were messaging last night, I told you I'd been doing a whole, whole lot of mindset work, like a lot, like a lot of positive self-talk and a lot of journaling and a lot of scripting and goal writing and things like that because I'm not where I want to be. So I guess just um, you tell me how you got to where you are. <laughs> I think that would be because I, I really admire you and your wife. I have for a long time. I've actually met her in person and she, she's amazing. I guess just uh, you motivate me by telling me your story. Well, I'm thrilled to hear that. So first of all, I hear that you've been journaling and script writing. Tell me a little bit more about your process of script writing. What does that mean and what does it look like? Well, basically what I've been doing is I've been going through like the the things that the prompts I've been reading are like, what would your ideal look like, ideal life look like? Like, what would you write down? What would you wear? What would you be doing? What would you be saying and thinking and um I came out of a very tough divorce through that process it's been about three years since that happened there's been a lot of negativity surrounding me and I'm trying to drain all that out I'm trying to get rid of all that and still a lot of positivity and positive thoughts and positive uh, I guess uh, feelings about myself and so what I do when I journal and script write is that I say, okay, I'm waking up in my house and my daughter is thriving and I'm debt free and I'm getting into a car that I own and that I'm proud of and I'm going to a job that I really love and, you know, and I detail it like I like the way I look in the mirror very Mel Robbins type thing. I high five myself when I get up and, you know, I help her feel better about herself. And then I'm getting into a car and I'm going to a job that I actually like doing and I'm making this amount of money. So I get very, try to get very detailed with it when I write it down. I love that. So it's, you're doing a very journaled visualization exercise of what you envision your dream life to be. Exactly. And I just started doing it like last week. It's a brand new thing. Wonderful. So I have been doing it for a really long time, but I can already feel it like making changes in my mood. Like I wake up in a better mood than I ever have now, ever since I've been doing it. Are you aware of why that happens? The change in mood? (sighs) I feel like it's just giving me something positive to think about. So it all, it spills over. By the way, you can go back and watch the recording of this afterwards to take any notes. Or if you're taking notes now, you can. It's not important. Uh, But just so you know, you can go back and listen to this. But here's something you may want to write down and just kind of remember. But whatever Uh you focus on is what you will feel. Right. Just that phrase. Whatever you focus on is what you will feel. What I heard you say is that, wow, 
there has been a lot of negativity around me over the last several years, and so I'm looking to try to change my environment, change the the amount of positivity so that's increasing on my side. So I've been scripting and I've been writing these things. What you're doing is you're actually creating an image in your mind. You are focusing on that image, and if you can see that image as reality, that's what you're focused on, and what you are focused on is what you feel. This is what brings up what's called our level of consciousness. So it take, have you heard me talk about levels of consciousness before? Not yet. Okay. But I, I know some, like a little bit about it, but I haven't heard you talk about it yet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring that in here just so that you can have a basic understanding of it. This is from a gentleman by the name of Dr. David R. Hawkins. There is a mm-hmm. book called Map of Consciousness Explained. What I just want to share with you, though, is that there is a scale of consciousness. And consciousness in this, we're going to speak of in terms of, let's just say, emotional states or states of mind. Mm-hmm. All right. Probably you were experiencing when you said you were going through a pretty traumatic divorce and, and mm-hmm. all that situation. Chances are you were feeling some guilt or shame, maybe some apathy at times, some grief, some fear and anxiety, worry, doubt. Mm-hmm. You were experiencing these, but given the fact that what I know about you is that you have gotten yourself out of that situation, so you probably got some desire building about life being different than what you were experiencing for you and your Mm -hmm. daughter. Uh, Mm -hmm. You probably got up and started to experience a little anger about the situation, say, hey, I'm done with this, which Mm -hmm. anger can be good when you're actually down here at a lower level of consciousness. That's actually a more, anger is a more positive state than just mm-hmm. apathy and grief and guilt and shame. And right. so so then all of a sudden, you know what? I have a little bit of pride for myself. And I'm by golly, I'm worth going out and doing something that's different than this experience. And then mm-hmm. having the courage. Do you see how this gets elevated up higher and higher and yeah. higher? Yeah. And the interesting thing, once you break the 200 barrier, you are in this place called self-empowerment or self-personal development, self-help. This is where mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like, wow, This is amazing. And it doesn't have to be all alone, depending on your faith perspective or or whatever. It is you, if if you happen to be a person of faith, it's you and God together creating. Whereas down here, below 200, it's mostly just you. Mm -hmm. Not not that God doesn't exist. Not that God's Mm -hmm. not there. It's just, you're probably just not in tune with God in in this Mm -hmm. lower 200 scale. Once you get above 200, you begin to have that connection with God, the universe, source, whatever all that is, and you all of a sudden will feel yourself uplifted. So what happened is what I heard is you've been experiencing some of these negative emotional states and you Mm -hmm. began to do some mindset practices, some journaling and scripting. And as you began Mm -hmm. to focus on that, it began to give you a little bit more courage and some hope and and all these, uh, not every emotional state is listed here, but it got you in this hope and positive expectation. So it got you up here. And now all of a sudden it's like, wow, it's just like these gifts and and God is bringing all these opportunities to me. They're being attracted to me. So this is what happens when you get into these higher levels of consciousness. It's all sounding so familiar. I'm with you. I get it. (laughs) So the big thing here is the understanding is what you focus on is what you feel. If you want to have those higher levels of consciousness and have more circumstances just completely align for you, 
then uh-huh. stay on those things that are going to choose which emotional states you want to have and then begin mm-hmm. focusing on things in your mind as frequently as you can get yourself to do. Focus mm-hmm. on those things. Daydream throughout your day. You know, I know mm-hmm. you have this day job that you work Monday through Friday that you've been at for 20 years. And so while mm-hmm. you're at your day job, just randomly just dream about where you're going to be three years from now. And, and you'll mm-hmm. find that you will feel that upliftment all the time. Yeah, I'm already finding that. It's, it's, it's been a lovely gift. I'm not going to lie. I've loved it. Um, a lot of, there's been a, lo- a lot of affirmations because I work three jobs and I have my daughter. If I'm not working, I have her because we have a joint custody arrangement. So when I'm not with her, I'm working. So I'm constantly flooding my mind right now with these affirmations and promises to myself and I I don't want to say I'm living in delusion but when you're living in delusion it kind of makes you feel like in a better mood and like you just said I guess I'm lifting up my consciousness and things are going better if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. I want to speak to that for just a moment Uh, you know I'm not living in delusion because I will say that there is something to be said for you know, it sounds to me like it, you're doing that whole fake it till you make it thing. You're living in the land right. of delusion. Mm-hmm. My question for you, Andrea, is do you have a faith perspective that, that you've grown up I with? Do. Tell me what can I you do. tell me a little bit about that? Um, well, I was raised as a Christian Methodist. Started going to church three days a week when I was thirteen and I've pretty much stayed in that belief system ever since. And I'm open-minded, you know, I'm not, I'm not a totally closed-minded person at all. So I've started kind of reading about the law of attraction because I never knew anything about it. Um, I've heard of it, but obviously there's a lot of different beliefs and perspectives on it. But the things I'm finding, I'm not finding a lot of conflicts between that and my faith perspective. Not a, not a lot. I'm just not. Um, other people might feel differently, of course, mm-hmm. but I'm just not finding a lot of conflicts between. Because I'm finding that it's like a like a if you if you God is. I mean, what I was raised to believe is that God is love, and God is everything good. So if you focus on everything good, how can that be a bad thing? If you focus on everything bad, that's obviously of the enemy. If if you're of that perspective and believe in an enemy. That is where he would want you to be. So why would I want to stay in an area where he would want me to be, if that makes any sense? So Yeah. So you mentioned the law of attraction. Are you aware that I just did a full workshop on the law of attraction, teaching everything I've learned about it over the last several years? I think you had sent me something, but like I said, I'm so busy all the time that I might have missed it. (laughs) Well, I'll just put this up here for anybody who's interested. Episode number 707 of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. You can find this at thecliffravenscraftshow.com. Demystifying the Law of Attraction, a workshop with Cliff Ravenscraft. I would encourage anybody who's interested in the law of attraction, especially how can it relate? How is it that somebody like Andrea and myself... How is it that we could study the law of attraction and not see this seeming conflict with this? Because I I know that I grew up in a faith perspective where the law of attraction, we were discouraged to stay away from it because it's new age and it's this and then blah, blah, blah. Episode 707, I share, I could 
spend an entire day quoting scriptures that are coincide with the law of attraction. But right. I, I only shared 20 in the workshop. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're so you've been doing law of attraction. So here's one of the things that is interesting coming from your faith perspective. And this is what I wanted to to emphasize here. This whole idea of faking it till you make it kind of situation and, and this idea of living de- in delusion. One of the things I want to do, Andrea, is, is help you remove the idea of this idea of when I'm doing these scripts and stuff like this, that you, know, it, that you wouldn't even say the word delusion because you would understand that you're not being deluded. You're not faking it. Here's what the way that I see it. Jesus mentioned several times, and I quote the scriptures in episode 707 of the Cliff Ravenscraft show. He said, when you pray, believe and don't and don't doubt and mm-hmm. believe that you have already received what you asked for. There are scriptures in there over and over again. Ask with thanksgiving and believe mm-hmm. that you have received and do mm-hmm. not doubt. So let mm-hmm. me ask you this. All of these things that you're writing down, debt free, doing a dream job and all this other stuff. Are those things you have asked God for in prayer, yes or no? Yes. Okay. Do you believe he heard? Yes. Okay. Do you believe that God has a desire to bring those about into your life? Yes. Okay. And do you believe that God can bring those into your life? Yes. All right. And do you believe that God says, whatever you ask for in my name will be given to you if you believe and do not doubt? And when you ask, give thanksgiving as if you've already received it? Yes. And that is the the last step is what I've been missing my entire life. Yep. We're taught, I don't know if, if this is just something that no one's ever even like put the tail end of when you pray, but I was just taught to just pray. I was never taught to say thanks for giving it to me. I was, and that's that last little step is my mind was blown. I was like, well, why haven't I ever just said, well, this is what I think you and I need for my life. So I can be a better representative of you. This is what I think your will is for my life. And thank you for giving it to me. Yeah. I've never put that on the end of a prayer ever. It's a, it's a pretty bold thing. And it's what we're, it's what we're taught to do. I know. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So, he, I w- okay, so this is wonderful. So with that, do you understand that what you've asked for is already yours? It's just basically, it's kind of like, have you ever sat down and you and your daughter <laughs> have probably thought of something that you would like to have and then you went and ordered, ordered it on Amazon, yes? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, hey, that's ours. Just purchased it. It's on its way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you don't doubt that the Amazon truck is going to bring it and she'll be right at the front door when it comes. That's yeah. A, and that's how this is this is the expectation. You know, it's it's do I have that genuine expectation that once I've hit the submit, God with prayer and petition, I bring my request to you with thanksgiving, believing and not doubting that in your name you've told me what I've asked for, I will receive. Thank wow. you. Wow. Yeah. Now, it how long it takes right now while you're saying that. Say that again. <laughs> I said I'm getting a huge adrenaline rush right now while you're saying that. That's why have I missed this my whole life that I yeah, that at the end you should say and thank you and I'm it's going to be mine. Yeah. That's 
And wow. so, so, so it, not only it's going to be mine, what if I, what it's like, so let me ask you this. Have, I, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but occasionally I'm like on the way out the door and stuff like that. And, and it's like the Amazon guys at the door next door. And I yeah. go over to him and say, Hey, I know my house is next, but I've really got to leave and I have to, and I got to leave now. You, your next delivery is this on here. Is there any way you could give me that? Because that delivery, it, that package is mine. It uh-huh. hasn't been delivered to my house yet, but I'm going to say, listen, that package that's on your truck, that's not yours. It's not Amazon's. It belongs to me. Uh-huh. Even though it hasn't been delivered to me yet. Right. Do you see what I'm going with? So it's not, it will be mine. It is mine. Oh, okay. I see. So as soon as I've put the order in and the order has been processed mm-hmm. and the order has been fulfilled as far as this is paid for, this is now yours, it's in, wow. it's, it's in the process of being delivered to you, mm-hmm. but it is already yours. Yeah. So that's not delusion. Right. That's a very important point. This is why I'm spending the time yeah. here. Right. I get you. Yeah. I don't want you to second guess that. Uh-huh. No, because okay. because when we get I am debt free, mm-hmm. are you debt free? Not right now. No. <laughs> so but, do you wait a second? Okay, I see. <laughs> this, this is this okay. is the this is the tricky part. I'm falling into the trap. OK. Yes. Are you debt free? Yes. All right. Now, currently, your bank accounts and all this other stuff right. from what you shared with me prior to our conversation don't reflect that you're debt free. Right. But debt free as an identity, debt free as an experience is yours already. Right. It just hasn't been delivered to your door yet. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, I like that. But it's already a foregone conclusion because with prayer and petition, you've made your request known to God. Mm -hmm. You believe and don't doubt. And with thanksgiving, believing that you have already received and that it's on its way, you now know that debt-free is within your experience. That belongs to me. That debt-free label belongs to me. It's on its way. It's forthcoming. There's just... A bunch of things that need to happen prior to that showing up right now in my life. It's the only reason why it's not there immediately. Right. But I, so now the thing is, some people have a very difficult time having that level of faith. And so that affirmation is, I am debt free. If you find that that is, has any conflict, you may find it easier or better potentially to have, I am working towards being debt free or God is de- is divinely guiding me towards my debt free destination. If you have any lack or any thought that I am debt free doesn't ring true. Actually, I think it does. I know you do. Because, because uh, I don't know if you know who Frank Turek is, the Christian writer, but Mm-mm. he said something once that always stuck in the back of my head. He said, the biggest miracle in the Bible is not the resurrection of Jesus. The biggest miracle in the Bible is the first verse God created the heavens and the earth. So if if I'm of the faith perspective that God created the heavens and the earth, he can definitely make me debt free. That's a small little task for a God that can create the heavens and the earth. So I, I, I do think it rings true with me. Awesome.
And so maybe what I just shared is not for you, but for others who are struggling. And if anybody's listening to this and you're struggling with your affirmations, I am debt free. It's like, oh, that's so delusional. No, Well, then (laughs) then maybe I have put in my request for my experience of debt free living and God is divinely guiding me every step of the way towards that. As I see the plan being made available to me, I am prompted and guided in following that instruction. And I know that debt free living is on the horizon. Mm-hmm. That might be a better affirmation for somebody else or a better scripting for someone else. But for you, it sounds like I'm debt free is working yeah. for you. Yeah. I love I'm- it. <laughs> so, Andre, you said, I'm not where I want to be. Where do you want to be? Yeah. Let's let's say three years from now, you have everything you want. What does mm-hmm. your life look like August 2026? Well, this is my problem. And this has been my problem like all of my life. I don't know. <laughs> when I wrote the questionnaire that you sent me and I said that I wanted to be a Zumba instructor, I know that that's something that I want to do. But I don't know if it's something that I want to do as like a side hustle or if it's something that I want to do like that's my job. That's what I do. I just know that I want it. And that was something that was divinely given to me because in a prayer, that is something that I heard. I want you to learn how to do this and I want you to volunteer to do it for women who are in domestic violence shelters who can't afford it. I know that might sound like a really lofty like message, but I swear that is what I heard. And I have a heart for women in that situation, like a big heart for women in that, in that condition. So I wasn't shocked that it was something cause you know, I went to school for social work years and years ago and, and left it and never went back to it. Cause I, I thought it was too emotionally hard for me, but I do have a heart for women in that situation. So I know that is something that I want, but I don't know if it's like, I want that all. That's my job. That's what I do. Or if I want to do something else, I've never known like, like some people, like my ex-husband is an auto technician and he knew from the time he was like 10, I want to work on cars. He learned how he works on cars. I never had that. I've always been jealous of people that like, you know, I want to be a veterinarian. They become a veterinarian. They still do it. They're so happy. I'm like, I never had that. So I I, I don't know. <laughs> so one thing is you feel that it was divinely given to you that Zumba at some level is going to be a part of your future. And what I'm hearing is three years from now, I'm either full time like it, it's like the thing that I do. I do Zumba or mm-hmm. I do it maybe as a side hustle. At the very least, I see myself learning it, knowing it so well. And I volunteer in domestic abuse places where I go and help these women and I lead classes for them. At some level, Zumba is a part of my life three years from now. Right. right. Absolutely. It, when I do it, when I'm in the middle of it, that is my like my me moment, my high, my happy, my bliss, all of that when I'm in the middle of it. So I know it's something that I have in my life that makes me very, very happy. (laughs) I'm writing down notes here. Interestingly, I have, so for those that are tuning in, I want to let you know that Andrea has submitted a questionnaire beforehand and I've asked a bunch of questions and I'm going to pull out the question and see if you have the same answer for me here live as what you put on the application. How do no. you prioritize self-care? Not well. <laughs> um, I'm getting better. 
I'm getting a lot better with it. But for a long time, I didn't do any because I just work all the time trying to get out from under the money issue. But I'm getting better at it, but I don't prioritize it well. When was the last time you did Zumba just for yourself? (sighs) Earlier this week. Like three or four days ago. Okay. Yeah. And how did you feel? Really good. I don't do it as much as I want because my child, she, she, I don't know how to explain this. She wants my attention like all the time. So I have to, I have to get her to sit in the room with me and do what she does because she has a hobby that she loves. And I'm like, you do this and, and stand, sit right here with me. I'm going to Zumba over here. And in 30 minutes, we'll come back together. So that's what I've started doing with her because she, she just wants my attention all the time. So Okay. So what I'm also hearing is is there is the three jobs situation. Yeah. And the financial yes. situation. I only, do, I only do when I want to. It's not something I have to do. But the, the two are, are uh, you know, hourly and I have to be there and all of that. So another thing that you want that you put on your application is that you, and you've mentioned this idea in your scripting of being mm-hmm. debt free. So mm-hmm. three years from now, you're debt free, correct? Yes. So Zumba is a part of your life and you're debt free and mm-hmm. there's volunteering to help with uh, domestic abuse mm-hmm. victims. Those are the three <laughs> dreams I've heard so far. Is there right. anything else that you'd like to be a part of your life experience three years from now? Love. <laughs> Love. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. So how much time have you spent imagining your life three years from now? Having no debt, having love, doing Zumba in whatever capacity you desire to do it, being of encouragement to the women in the domestic abuse violence situation. Lately, a lot, but it's brand new thing that I just started doing. So it hasn't it hasn't been a long time, but lately a lot. The interesting thing about dreams is that you can change them as much as you want. Mm hmm. All right. It, would you be interested in dreaming with me about three years from now? We're going to wake up three years from now and just going to pretend that mm-hmm. it's Sunday, August 2026, right here, right now. Let's just say that we are three years into the future and next week, whatever words you speak next will be your experience of life. Tell me mm-hmm. what you could potentially, not that this is actually, this is not a commitment to what you will create, and it's not a commitment that this is what you absolutely want. Right. This is just a dream, mm-hmm. but it's now 2026, it's Sunday, of it's August 2026, mm-hmm. what does your next five days look like? Monday through Friday of this coming week, three years into the future we are, mm-hmm. anything you say could be your reality. What time do you wake up in the morning? What's your morning routine look like? What are you doing for work? How much money are you bringing in? All of those kind of things. What? Just give me a dream. Just start with Monday morning. You wake up at what time and what's your life like that day? Okay. Um, let's see. Well, I wake up at 6. It's usually what time I wake up. Okay. Um, 5.30 or 6. I got to get the well she'll be a teenager then (laughs) wow (laughs) gotta get her off to school i would drink coffee in the morning i would pray 
I would do affirmations. I would high five myself in the mirror. I would get me ready. I would get her ready. I would get her to school. I would make her say positive things about herself because that's a whole other thing. She, she needs to do it just as much as I do. I would go to a job that I love. I'm not sure exactly what that is right now. I've never Let's really just make known. Just it up. We're, we're going to act like you're an author and you're writing a fiction fantasy novel. Okay. So just make up a job. Anything, anything you want. Wow. Um, <laughs> you know, there's an infinite number of options, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. What I'm feeling like hearing in my head is counselor. Where did that come from? I've never had an, and I've never had a, an ambition to be a counselor, but I did go to school for social work in 2003 and I left it. Um, uh, maybe I'm coming all the way back around. I don't know. The, the, the word I'm hearing in my head is counselor. I, I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> wow. Andrea, let me ask you, to, honestly, where do you think that came from? God, maybe. Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's God. It, it, I don't it, or it could have just been something you ate this morning. It, it, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but you know, it might be something worth journaling about. And again, j- just because that word came today, it may be a word that d- does br- that God brings up to conjure a certain path for you to follow down. And that doesn't mean that. Oh my gosh! Okay, now I know what I need to do. I need to go back right. and pick up where I left off with school, and I need to get that degree, yeah. and I need to go get this job, and blah blah blah. But it and what oftentimes when I get inspired and I I hear that those nudges, those words, I I see I hear that, and I go, it's like oh wow. And then I I'm, it's like that's what I needed to start going down a path and taking certain actions. And then I uh-huh. realize it's like well wait a second, that's not actually what I want. But I wouldn't now I have clarity about what I want because I started taking actions towards that. And I wouldn't have had this clarity had that nudge not led me here. And I would have never accepted what I have as clarity today when if that word would have came to me a couple of weeks ago. I'm not suggesting that's what's happening here. I'm just giving you I want you to hear that if you chose the word counseling and you think that that's coming from God, that doesn't mean that oh my gosh, if I don't do counseling, then I'm not doing God's will. I, I just want to give you the full, that we're in a dream that's session good, right now. That's good to know, though. That's good to know. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. All right, so you 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 wake, the you and your daughter are off. She's off to school. You're off to your counseling job. All right, so you get to the office around what time? So you got to drop her off at 7.45, so... 8.30? 8.30. How long are your counseling sessions, typically? And again, we're making this stuff up. I would say an hour. All right. Who's your first client of the day? What's her name? Or, by the way, do you work with just women or I don't know? I'm going to say yes because that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love that you're hearing. Uh, yeah. So, okay. This so, is so funny because this was, this was like, this was my like life's ambition in 2003. This was what I thought my life was going to be. I thought I was going to be work with domestic violence victims. And wow. And I left it. So it might be that I 
God is nudging me that that was actually where I was supposed to be the whole time, and I, I left. So... Can I give you a potential different perspective? The perspective, oh, sure. I, I'm not I'm not judging the idea that maybe that's where you should have been the whole time. Mm-hmm. I happen to have my own perspective, and, and I just want to share it with you. Take yeah. it for what it will. I'm not asking you to adopt it. But my own personal belief is that God knows everything that's going to happen in our life. God being outside of time, he knows I've it all. Heard, not to interrupt you, but I've often, like... I go back and forth on that. I've, I've often wondered if he does, because the, the idea that he does brings a lot of comfort to me. But anyway, go ahead. So God knowing all that's going to ever happen and play out, even before it all plays out, and there's mm-hmm. an infinite number of opportunity. God's never caught off guard. So perhaps God did g- give you that nudge back in 2003. You began mm-hmm. that process. But God also knew that there are some things about that are you're going through in life that, quite frankly, that are going to prepare you maybe even more mm-hmm. over the next three years than any education you could possibly get. Oh, my mind blown. Wow. That's amazing. So did you leave your education in 2003? Yes. I mean, I finished college. I graduated with an American history degree because the intention was to go to law school. Mm-hmm. And I started working for an attorney and he kind of said, I don't think you'd be very good at this. <laughs> and I took the LSAT and I didn't pass it. And I just kind of thought, well, what if I go thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in debt and I'm not a good lawyer. So I left the idea of going to law school and I said, no, I want to work with women who are domestic violence victims. I don't know why. I just had, I just had such a heart for that issue. And I left it because I started volunteering for class credit with children who were child abuse victims, not directly with them, but with a hotline where I had to discuss it a lot. And I would come home every day just like heartbroken and just I was like, I don't know if I can do this forever and then I left the idea of it because of that experience. But I still have a heart for women in that situation, like a lot. And it's, it's so important to me. And uh, I didn't finish the degree. I started it and I didn't finish it. But, but my thing is, is the, the formal degree you've started. Mm-hmm. But my, my question for you is, have you continued to receive an education in the area of what domestic abuse looks like. Yes. And learn just just on my own finding out and and still caring about it and reading about it and all of that. So yes. Exactly. And interestingly enough, as soon as you start dreaming about the future and you allow your access to your imagination, which I will my belief is that our imagination are the inspired ideas of God within us. It's God inspiring or breathing in those images into our mind. That voice that you're hearing, that word you're the one who said, maybe that's God, you know? So mm-hmm. so think about that. And the question is is you may have at some point consciously left your pursuit of counseling and doing things to help and support domestic, but it doesn't seem like that desire, that dream has left you. Yeah, no, I don't think it ever did because I've always cared about it. I've always been very passionate about it. Even 
as just a private citizen who doesn't do anything with that, I've still always cared about it. It's always just been like an issue that really tugs at me. All right. So it's, it is uh, Monday morning, second week in August, 2026. Mm-hmm. Your first session of the day. What's her name? Just make it up. There's an infinite number of names. Just make it up. Um, Melinda. <laughs> All right. So Melinda is your first session of the day. She comes in at the beginning of the session. Mm-hmm. What is Melinda's emotional state and outlook on life? I would say it's not good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's just imagine that you're, as an author, writing a story about that day, right? Mm-hmm. And you have permission. The names have been changed, you know, to protect, yeah. the, you know, blah, blah, blah. So Melinda, she comes in and what's her situation? Tell me about it. She's in the middle of a marriage where she's not feeling valued and she's experiencing an abusive environment. So she comes in and and you said it she's not doing really well. It's not really well. Mm-hmm. Give give me some words to describe how she's feeling at the beginning of that session that Monday morning. Um I'm trying to think of uh frightened. Okay. Small incapable underappreciated okay mm-hmm. now fast forward one hour you've mm-hmm. had this incredible training you're you have lots of experience in your own life you've been working with women that you started out volunteering you know in zumba and then all of a sudden while you were doing that you've been working on your education side, you've been certified, now you've been doing this for a while, you're really great at what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Tell me, Melinda's just getting ready to leave your office. Mm -hmm. What is her emotional state and her outlook on her future after having that session with you for one hour? Safe and empowered and confident more confident, not all the way confident, obviously can't get that in an hour, but more confident and um, motivated to make a plan. Awesome. Now, let me ask you this. Melinda, does she have any children? She has one. All right. Mm -hmm. That work that you just did, taking Melinda from where she was at the beginning of your session and then at the end of the session, how does that impact not only Melinda's life, but the life of that child as well? It's breaking the generational trauma, the generational curse, the future that she might go on to live a life like that. Yeah. How does it feel when you're at lunch that day, knowing that you've had two sessions that morning, not only with Melinda, but you also had another session following it, and you had a similar impact in that woman's life as well. And now you're at lunch with a friend. How do you feel at lunch? Your your friend is saying, you know, why do you do what you do? You know, it, it seems like you know, I I don't I don't get it. How how is it that you show up every day and talk to these women who are these in, in these situations? And so your friend, who is you know, just somebody that you love, and it's a girlfriend. You're out to lunch with her. 
And she's mm-hmm. really trying to wonder, why do you do what you do? So we're at lunch. Imagine I'm that friend of yours who's asking you, you've just had these two sessions this morning. Again, mm-hmm. we're three years into the future. This is really happening. Right. Tell me, why are you doing, why did you, why do you do what you do? And, and bring in the impact that you just had in those two sessions that morning. To change the women of the world, to make families and their lives better. It breaks a future of families breaking down and women feeling like they're not valued because it's just the saddest thing to me ever is for a, a woman to feel like she's not valued. Not saying that, you know, men shouldn't feel valued as well. Not saying that, but the, there's a, there's a plethora of situations on the planet right now where women don't feel valued. And that is tragic. It's so tragic. I want to cry. Like it's just, so if someone asked me if I was in that situation and I was doing that work, why would you do it to, to change the world for women? Because they need to know how valuable they are. I'd like to ask you a question. So we're still at lunch. I'm your friend at okay. lunch. And mm-hmm. I say, Andrea, I remember you. We've been friends for, gosh, a decade. Mm-hmm. And three years ago, you were working three jobs, completely drowning in debt. And mm-hmm. I've been watching you over the last several years. Not only did you go and get the education necessary to do this dream job that you have, but you also have this beautiful car that you drive. You're debt-free today. How did you get here? Like, <laughs> what happened over the last three years to get here? What, what, can, cause I'm, cause I'm currently drowning in debt and I'm working multiple jobs still, but I see you and I'm so inspired by you. Can you, not that I don't want you to tell me how to do it. Can mm-hmm. you tell me what did you do from 2023 to today to get to here? I prayed for it and I changed my mind to align with what God thought of me. Because I don't think my vision of myself has aligned with what God thought of me. I want to say ever. Stay in Uh, 2026. Stay in this conversation over lunch. Okay. So, so I'm asking, you said I prayed for it and changed my mind. I wasn't there. You could feel I wasn't there. I, I, you left me. I was like, you disappeared. I'm sitting here at lunch and I'm like, where'd, where'd Andrea go? She went back to the past. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, I changed my mindset to align with what God thought of me. And I went towards that woman. And now here I am. I'm her. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, so... What are some of the things that situations and scenarios that brought you to this place where you were able to go back to school and have that time and all this stuff? What are some of the things that happened? Hmm. (laughs) Uh, That's the hard one because I don't know what has to happen. (laughs) We're We're making stuff up. Making stuff up. All right. Okay. We, this, you remember, this is a dream, right? Okay. So right. Okay. Anything is possible. I was able to get a financial blessing that allowed me to go back to school. Wow. Where'd that, that what can, tell me more about that financial blessing. Who, where, how did it come in? 
in the form of a settlement from a lawsuit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways. I love it. So so there was a lawsuit and and okay, so there's a financial blessing that and and that and what happened with that settlement? How how did that impact you financially? I got debt free. Okay. Once you were debt free, what did you do? Well, the money that was left over, I used it to go back to school. All right. So, awesome. This is just the beginning stages of this exercise. If this is the only time you do it, by the way, it's already had an impact on your potential experience moving forward, just the little bit that we've done. That's but I would sure. encourage you to do this dream over and over again. I would I would mm-hmm. encourage you to almost become like pretend that you're an author and in mm-hmm. your journaling today is such and such 2026, but just put it three years into the future. Write down, here's what I did today. This morning I woke up, blah, 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 blah. And here's how I got here. Somebody asked me this and and start dreaming about these things. And there's nothing wrong with dreaming about a financial blessing and a lawsuit settlement and all this other stuff, but just keep dreaming. One of the things that I'd like to do, and, and by the way, we're back in 2023. It's, it's August 13th now. Okay. <laughs> we're having this conversation. You said one of the biggest struggles is that you have no idea what steps to take next. Yeah, I would say that, yeah. All right. Is that true? I'm hearing no. <laughs> if you did know some of your next steps to take, what would they be? I, I'm feeling strongly that I need to go back to college, which is crazy. It was not... When you and I started this conversation, that is not at all where I thought we would go. <laughs> That's crazy. Never had any plans to go back to school. Wow. But that's what I'm feeling. Okay. So that's one thing oh. that, so that is a step in the future that could be taken. What mm-hmm. other steps do you feel like could be taken? We'll continue working on my mindset for sure because I just started this work. So I definitely have to keep it going so that I don't lose this momentum because I could fall back into who I was really easily if I'm not careful. So is that's that, something. By the way, is that true or is that just something that you believe? I believe that I could. Okay. Maybe I couldn't. I don't know. I just feel like if I'm not vigilant in this process, I'm going to fall backwards. Did you vigilantly get yourself into this process? Yes. Tell me how. Um, Because I'm being intentional about it. I'm making sure that I do it every single day, multiple times a day. But before, before you made the decision to intentionally do it. Mm-hmm. Were you vigilantly convincing yourself to be intentional about it, or did it just occur oh. to you one day? I just one day decided to do it, and ever since then, I've just kept doing it. Wow, sounds pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess I can't fall back into where I was. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to stop doing it, so. There you go. Yeah. By the way, anything that you believe can be your reality. So if you if you want to believe that it's easy for you to fall back and lose this oh, and and stuff I like see. that, that can be your okay. reality. Okay, that makes sense. But so I just believe that I can't fall back. 
Well, it, not necessarily. I mean, yes, I I won't judge any belief that you have. So right. you could certainly. I can. I believe that it's impossible for me to fall back. The way that I look at this is: Have there been areas where I've made great strides forward? Yes, and then have I? lost my intentional focus and got out of routines and and for a very short period of time and a long season of time yes but ultimately i am where i am today which i love who i am today i love where i'm at today everything i experienced even in those times where i thought that i lost it but what i experienced during those times even served my growth and so there's never been a time where i haven't been divinely guided even though I'm not consciously aware of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my mindset has always been improved, even though I haven't been intentional. It, so, for example, for me, I like to wake up and meditate in the morning, and then I like to yeah. read and study, and then I like uh-huh. to journal. And, you know, it's, it's just like, ah, oh, this is what I want to do every single day. Mm-hmm. Now, I thankfully have a a pretty long streak of meditation and the idea of breaking my streak of meditation right now is far too painful so i can't imagine me breaking my meditation streak yeah but as far as the reading and studying and the journaling every single day do i do that every single day not all the time Mm -hmm. but the thing is, is i gave up on this idea that i have to be perfect it has to be a success all the time it's just like you know what i'm i'm going through and i'm navigating i know what i want i know that i've asked for it i've already given thanks that i have received it because it's on its way mm-hmm. and i recognize that whoa something happened and i got triggered and i lost my focus and i'm back into some old patterns and stuff like that and it took me 3 weeks to figure out that whoa why am i feeling so negative now why am i experiencing all this and then it's like oh i know it's been 3 weeks since i've been doing my routine in the morning uh, and mm-hmm. then it's like oh and then i go and i meditate and then i i sit down and and journal it's like well it's been 3 weeks and blah 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 and here's how i'm tempted to think about this but i hear this voice saying no that's not the way i should do what was it that what caused me to shift my focus? Where did it go? Can mm-hmm. I grant myself grace and unconditional mm-hmm. love? What have I learned on this trail, uh, you know, this two or three weeks where I went out into the wilderness? What yeah. did I learn along the way? You know, and, and what? how can I take what I've learned and what can I do to trust or have faith that I won't go down that path again? You know, it's, but it's yeah. it's all a process. It's a journey of life. Right. The idea is, what if it were easy to stay on the path? What if it were easy when I get, if in the event that I get off the path, what if it were easy for God to know where I'm at at all times and be guiding me back towards the path? What if the entire creation of all that is, is the path, and God knows it all anyway and is working everything out for my good, according to Romans 8.28? Wow. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And the the thing that stuck out in what you just said is to give yourself grace, because I, I tend not to do that. I tend to be very, very, like, all or nothing, and that's not a good way to be, especially so- on something like I love when these statements come up. I'd love to talk to you. Have you heard me ever talk about transformative language? 
I don't think so. Transformative language. So this can transform your entire experience of life. So your subconscious mm-hmm. mind hears the things that you speak. And when you speak mm-hmm. something as if it's fact, you are actually giving yourself an auto-suggestion, which just means you're making this suggestion to yourself, your subconscious mind. This is what I believe, and your subconscious mind says, great, got it. I will make sure that your life is lived according to what you just stated. Wow. So what you just said is, I tend to never give myself grace. Mm-hmm. So here's transformative language. Okay. Cliff. Up until this point, I've become keenly aware that in my past, I had a habit Mm -hmm. of not giving myself grace. Now that I'm aware of it, from this point forward, I'm going to work on mastering the skill of unconditionally loving myself. In fact, when I was dreaming, one of the things I realized that I would do is I would get into my mindset into alignment and see myself the way that God loves me. Wow. I like that. And his mercies are endless. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I could ever do or say or be that would cause God to love me any less than he has always loved me. I'm committed, even though up till now and in my past, I've not been in the habit of giving myself grace, From this point forward, I am working towards the mastery of seeing myself, loving myself, and extending the level of grace to myself that is in alignment with the amount of love and grace that God gives me on a daily basis. So up till now, in my past, I had not given myself grace. Okay. But this is what I'm committed to moving forward. Yeah, I can do that. Anytime in the future you catch yourself saying, I always, this always happens Mm -hmm. to me, I never do, those Mm -hmm. phrases from this day forward, I want you to remember that you are programming your subconscious mind to live in according to whatever you just said. I always do. (laughs) This always happens. Wow. Instead, Mm -hmm. I've become aware that up till now, And many times in my past, I've had the habit of, and then state it, but from this point forward, this is what I see. And your subconscious mind says, oh, so do you want me to go and delete the old code and start programming this new experience of life for you? Wow. Okay. It is almost like a computer, isn't it? It's, wow. It's whatever you feed it. And I haven't been feeding it good things. So (laughs) up till this point, up until this point, I haven't been giving the subconscious good things. I'll do that going forward. Yeah. And and in fact, (laughs) let me go back to that statement that you even said. Is that true? Because haven't you just been telling me that, hey, as of late, I've been yes, I've been flipping the script as we call it. And, and when uh, did this start? You said you said one day I woke up and I just said, this is what I'm going to do. Well, I started listening to um, the, there's three episodes of uh, you, know, you know who Rachel Hollis is. Uh-huh. 
Okay. I listened to her. She's got three episodes on manifestation and they're really long and they're really detailed. And I started listening to her like uh, I would listen to them over and over again because she's really I, I just like how she lays things out. I like how she explains things. I like her perspective. And I was like, you know what? When the way she explains this, she's brought it down to a human level where I can get it. Because lots of times, if you listen to like Joe Dispenza, he's like, he's like over my head. I'm like, I love you, sir, but everything you're saying is, I, I, I feel like I need a doctorate to understand this. She brought it down to like the beginning level and I could get everything she was saying. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to delve a little further into this. And I started reading more and I was like, this is not really, I mean, it is spiritual, but to me, it sounded more science. The brain is listening, and if you give the brain good things, good things are bound to happen. So I don't feel any tension in my body or in my spirit was doing this. So I thought, I'm just going to start doing this. And so I just. And when did that occur? When did that start? Like a month ago. There you go. Mm -hmm. So prior to a month ago, I -hmm. had a habit Mm -hmm. of not feeding myself good, positive information and. And, and energy and insight. Right. But that all shifted and changed mm-hmm. a month ago. The reason why I go back is because mm-hmm. I went back. If you go back just like three minutes ago, you said, I've not been good at this. Right. And your subconscious mind says, oh, I, what I hear is I'm not good at giving myself this. I will give you more of that experience. And so what I, but right. the, the transformative language opportunity here is that, you know what? A month ago, something shifted. Prior right. to that, I did not have a habit of filling mm-hmm. my mind with positive, nurturing, positive, fruit-bearing thoughts and information and insight. Mm-hmm. However, for the past month, I've been devoted to feeding my mind with nourishing food. Right. And it's been taking root and mm-hmm. every day I feel more and more called to remain consistent and steadfast in mm-hmm. the feeding of my mind of all this positive stuff. The Bible says whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is praiseworthy, mm-hmm. dwell, think upon these things. Right. And wow, I am getting increasingly better at consistently feeding my mind that nourishing insight and information and inspiration. And I'm hearing God lead and guide me and direct me and bringing new resources to me at all times. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's like I'm a magnet for positive information and insight today. That's transformative language. It is. Okay. That's powerful. I like that. Yeah, you just flipped it completely for me. I'll have to work on that (laughs) when I say something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you this. On a practical level, what are some things that you would like to have as a stopgap between now and whenever this unexpected financial blessing is going to show up in your life? However, God's Mm going to bring about that big windfall of wealth into your life. Are there any things that you can do that will help you in the meantime so that you're not working three jobs, so that you have more time for Mm -hmm. self-care, so that you can begin doing a little bit of that volunteer work above and beyond your own daily bliss time of Zumba. 
Um, I would say familiarizing myself more with the issue that I am saying that I care so much about because the more I'm immersed in, in keeping my heart, I guess, concerned and passionate for it, the better I will be at it when the opportunity presents itself, if that makes sense. What are some ways you could do that? That is a very good question. <laughs> and I'm not exactly sure. I'm blanking. Um, well, I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can find out about it. I mean, you can read about it. You can look for it. You can seek it out. And the the Bible also, I mean, I, I don't know if this is in the Bible or if it's something that I just heard. I don't know if it's scripture or if it's something that people have just said to me, but I've often heard people say, um, break my heart for what breaks yours. And it, it, the more you keep yourself in the know, I guess, of the issue, the more you would be better at it when the opportunity presented itself for you to dive in, if that makes sense. You're a podcast listener, correct? Yes. Are there any podcasts out there with somebody who is an incredibly powerful, well-trained professional? In I bet the- there are. Okay. I bet there are. Have you ever done thought about doing a search for a podcast that's produced by somebody who is operating in life at the level at which you hope to be in three years from now, who is so successful at doing it that they also have the margin and freedom in their life to also put out a podcast that is free content to be of value and support and encouragement to other women out there. Have mm-hmm. you ever, have you ever thought to look to see if there's a podcast devoted for women who are going through domestic violence, but that advice is coming from a, a qualified professional? No, but that was that's a really good idea. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. If I had to guess, I'd say there's probably at least 10, 15, or 20 of those podcasts out there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll find one. Tell me about Supergirl Thrives podcast. That's something I started. Um, I'll tell you what happened with the with that phrase real quick. It's not a long story. It was 2016. I was laying on the couch in the living room. I was of the house I was living in at the time, and I was unhappy with my body. And I was, my child was napping. I was laying on the couch. I'll never forget it. It might have been August. Um, I know it was summer. And out of nowhere, out of nowhere, the phrase Supergirl Thrives popped. It just came and I wrote it down and I thought, I really like that. That's going to be me. And I wrote it down and I started an Instagram account with that handle and I went vegan. <laughs> I thought that that was like the health way. That was the bet. You know, I, I was vegan for the entire year of 2017. It did not work out for me. I did not stay there. All you vegans, God bless you. I love you. I couldn't, I couldn't make it last forever, but I did do it for a whole year. So I respect you because it's not easy. But I did lose weight. Long story short, I didn't keep it off. I, it's it's still something right now, going forward, 
loving myself more will help with that. But that's where Supergirl Thrives came from. Did you just and use I, transformative language? I did. I did. <laughs> I'm paying attention. See, I listen. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where Supergirl Thrives came from. And after a while, I just kind of thought, you know, I have some things to say. And I haven't made it last. It's got, it's got like four or five episodes in it. But I just had things, and I wrote a whole list of things I wanted to, to talk about. And it's the biggest battle has been time. I don't have time to sit down and do it. But I liked it when I was doing it. By the way, if anybody's interested, it is at SupergirlThrives777 on Instagram. Also, if you are uh, listening to this in podcast format, I will put a link to the podcast in the show notes. I do think that that phrase was God-given. I really do. Sounds for like what, it. For what exactly, I'm not. I'm still not sure, but I will find out. But I do believe it was because it popped from nowhere. So what if I told you it was super easy to create that content? Super easy? Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> and and this I'm not, I'm not making a suggestion that this is what you ought to do. Whether you bring yeah. whether yeah. you bring back that podcast and create more podcast content for it, mm-hmm. that's completely up to you, but I just want to yeah. uh, you know, give him the history that I have with podcasting. I want to just tell you how simple it can be. When you were creating the podcast, you I, I would imagine you used an Anchor platform or it was on Spotify for podcasters now, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It, was it Anchor back then or is, was it the new version? It, when I got to it, it was already Spotify for podcasts by the time I got to it. Okay. And I I checked out your podcast before our conversation today. And it's gr- it's great. It's wonderful. That matter Aww. of fact, that's where when you the in one of your first episodes, that's where you told the story of where you got super goal Supergirl Thrives came from, right. and your daughter was three at the time. Right. That's why I thought your daughter was three. Oh, yeah. You know, no, this happened 2016, so. Yeah. So, but anyway, but you had this idea for this podcast, and you were creating it. How did you record, let's just say, those first few episodes of the podcast? Tell me, what is your process for recording it? I put it on the recorder of my phone. Okay, just the. The, recording, the voice recorder on the iPhone. Okay, and then how did you get that to Spotify? I, well, since I had all those, did you notice I had little audio clips that I would splice into it from like the first episode, there was that quote from Pink and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so I would put it into an app called Splice. Okay. And then I would take the little clips that I wanted to put in the middle of things, make one big long thing, and then I put it into something on the internet that would convert it to what it had to be converted to. To put it in Spotify. To get it into MP3 format. Right. Yes, Excellent. exactly. Are you aware that Spotify for Podcasters has an app? Yes. Have you downloaded that app on your I phone? Have. On your phone? I have. Do you know that you can do create an episode and then go here and hit record? And hey, everybody, it's me. I'm sitting here in my car during my lunch yeah. break today because I have so many different jobs. I'm just not, by the way, up until this point, I'm working plenty of different jobs, but I'm going to be changing that. But mm-hmm. I've decided I'm coming back with my podcast and here I am recording in the front seat of my car. I've only got about 10 minutes, but you know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to use this 10 minutes to support and encourage you today. I was thinking about something that I read during my journaling 
and or, or, or something that came up for me while I was journeying. This phrase came to me, and I just wanted to speak this phrase, and this is what it means for me. Maybe that's encouraging to you. In fact, if, if this is encouraging to you, I'd love to hear blah, 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 and just talk for 10 minutes and hit stop. Okay. And it's and now it's fetching a preview, and now I hit save. Boom, there you go. Now it says uh, I can click publish, and if I hit publish, it's going to yeah. give me ask me for the name of the podcast episode and all mm-hmm. the other stuff. Now, if you wanted to, right there from your phone, you could add music to the front of it and all that other stuff and splice okay. it all within this app. If I can, just encourage you until you have lots of extra margin in your life. I could literally click publish, give it a title, write one or two sentences in the show mm-hmm. notes that says, hey, email me at such and such if this was valuable. I'd love to hear from you. And it right. and then hit publish and boom, it's in your podcast. What if creating that content for the foreseeable future until you have lots of extra margin to get back in and put the music in and the little audio uh-huh. clips and stuff like that where that you know probably you're investing somewhere up to an hour to an hour and a half maybe yeah. even longer per episode mm-hmm. what if i told you that if you wanted to just show up and be of encouragement to women mm-hmm. with your podcast that you mm-hmm. could do from the front seat of your car as often as you want 5, 10, 15, 20 minute, 30 minute episodes mm-hmm. record straight from the po- Spotify for Podcasters app. Click the button that says save, click the button that says publish, give the ti- give a title for the episode, put in the show notes, email me your feedback. I can't wait to yeah. hear from you and hit submit and boom, another episode's just button published. Yeah, that's great. I like that. You know, Stephanie used to do a podcast called Full Time gonna- Mom. Yeah, I remember Stephanie doing. I'm in the car. <laughs> and did it have and fancy I, I music? Loved her, I loved her so much that I never, I never cared. I was like, "That's fine. What do you have to say?" <laughs> Think about that. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So again, this isn't me trying to nudge you no, down yeah. that path. It's just it, it, when I hear it's like, wow, I, I wish I could be of support to these women who mm-hmm. are going through this. And maybe you're reaching those women with that podcast. And if not, mm-hmm. you could be more intentional about that. Or you could just mm-hmm. be of support to women in general. Right. Yeah. But I, I just wanted to let you know that because you reached out to me before our coaching conference. It's like, oh, yeah, I just want to let you know. I also had this yeah, podcast. Was, another thing about me. You know, just since I was saying so many things in that questionnaire about me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what do you think about that idea? Is that. I, li- I like it. Because like I said, I had a whole list of stuff that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So. Let me ask you another question. And this one may be more leading than coaching should be, but still I'm going to ask it. It came up for me when I was reading your application. You've been at the same job for 20 years is what mm-hmm. you told me. And you've been made making a specific amount of money and you mm-hmm. stated that, you know, while, you know, it's a great accomplishment to be there for 20 years, mm-hmm. it's just barely helping you get by and you haven't had the need for these other jobs. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that right now you're able to maintain at least for the last, how, how long have you been doing this mindset work? Uh, month, a month. So for this past month, you've been able to navigate being a mom and also still healing from your divorce 
and mm-hmm. also navigating two jobs that you're committed to and one that you do every now and then just mm-hmm. to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Have you considered the possibility that a stopgap place of employment that would pay you, let's just say, what you, on your best month, what you're making from job number one, job number two, and job number three, if you think about the time where you've devoted the most number of hours, the most you've ever been paid for that, let's say, week, if that were what you were doing every week of the year, figure out what that income would be. So I'm the, I'm not going to give your numbers, okay? So I'm just going to throw numbers out for any for random numbers just as a thought experiment. So mm-hmm. let's just say that day job number one is making fifty thousand dollars. Let's mm-hmm. just say day job number two is bringing in another six thousand. So that brings you to fifty six thousand. And let's say day number day jo- or, or th- job number three is bringing in $4,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So so now you're at $60,000 a year total. Mm-hmm. But jo- job number one is only bringing in 50,000. Do you think that it's possible that I could get a job for $65,000 a year where I only work 40 hours a week, Monday through Friday? Have you thought about that? I thought about that. Um, yes. I've thought it would be great. <laughs> okay, so you've thought about it. You've thought it would be great. When you think about it and you think it would be great, do you think mm-hmm. it's possible? Yes. All right. So you think it's, you've thought about it, you think it would be great, and you think it's possible. Is there any reason why you would want to do that? Yes. What are some of those reasons? More time. Her life, because I don't do anything right now, but mom and work, that's all I do. Right. Hard. Is there any reason why you wouldn't want to leave the three jobs and take the one at that at this higher rate? No. Would it hurt if you gave up 20 years of being with the same company to go and pursue this other opportunity? Would it hurt it? It might, you know, at first, but it would be if I knew that that was where I was going for the gift of time, it would be worth it. If that makes sense. Does yeah. it make, do, let me ask you this. Does it make sense to you? Yes. If it were possible to go and find a job, let's just say the amount was six. You, you can figure out what your what your yeah. n- number is. Well, let's just say if, if, if you could go out and find a job for $65,000, this doesn't have to be the job that you're going to be doing three years from now, because three years from now, you're going to be doing what? A counselor. Right. Now, by the way, that that's not set in stone. That's just right. that's right. one potential dream of your future. It's what we came to today that I was totally unexpected. Yeah. So. But but it is just a, it is one of an infinite number of options. Right. But this $65,000 job, this theoretical $65,000 job that is available to you if you were to start saying, wait a second, maybe one of the next steps is to start being on the lookout. What are $65,000 jobs that I could begin applying for so that I could be making that amount of money Monday through Friday from nine to five 
And mm-hmm. that's all I have to do, which gives me tons of free time to maybe start pursuing some of these other things. And mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got more time for my Zumba for me. I could actually mm-hmm. on the weekends go and, and volunteer at the domestic abuse center mm-hmm. and do Zumba for them mm-hmm. for free. I, I'd have plenty of time to be with my daughter. And I, geez, yeah, let me ask you this. Do you think that it's possible that you could begin the outlook for that? that job and actually have it turn into reality within the next three to six months. Yes. Does that sound appealing to you? Yes. Had that thought occurred to you prior to this conversation? No, (laughs) no. And I don't know. (laughs) So by the way, I just, you cut out just a little bit. You, the phrase that she says is, I don't know why. Yeah. But now that it, it doesn't matter why it didn't occur to you before, mm-hmm. it was it stood out to me. Now, the reason why it stood out to me, Andrea, is because every day, Monday through Friday, I'm coaching people who are stuck in work or financial situations, and they just can't seem to find their way out of it. And of course, I've been in those situations. I've been in massive debt before, and I've been in jobs that I didn't like, and I mm-hmm. had a dream of something else, and I had no idea how to get there. And so mm-hmm. I've, not only have I done it myself, but I've since helped lots and lots of other people do it. So when I saw how much money you're currently making, and then that you're mm-hmm. working a second job, and I hear that you also have a third job, and that you're mm-hmm. still, and you have no time for that that Zumba, which is your bliss and mm-hmm. self-care and 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 all these things. When as soon as I saw, it's like, hmm. I I did notice that you've been at the same position for twenty years, and that's one of those things that's like, ah, that that's that's an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. But um, first thing that occurred to me is like, I wonder what Andrea's life would be like if she in because I know where you live, and I know mm-hmm. that those positions are available. You mm-hmm. would totally crush it. And mm-hmm. you could have that job for the next several years, which would, who knows, you could take what the amount of time you're spending in your second and third job, you could be mm-hmm. going to school at night. Wow. That's awesome. I love that. Was this valuable for you today? Yes. <laughs> yes, and now I have it. I can go back and watch it again. Yes. <laughs> Andrea, there is so much that we've covered here today. I'd love to ask you, just off the top of your head, what would you say are the top one, two, or three insights? There's been more, I'm sure. But just off the top of your head, what comes to you? What's the top one, two, or three insights you've gotten out of our time together? Well, I would say the transformative language is a good uh, skill to have now. I will start implementing that right now. Um, I had no idea that I had still such a passion for the counseling idea. I mean, that's something that's coming back 20 years later. This is 20 years of uh, that sitting dormant in my in my heart, I guess. And uh, the, the I feel a little bit of peace with us talking about um, the idea of, the, and I'm going to go listen to that workshop that you did on the law of attraction because I feel a little bit more piece of someone who gets my faith background and, and has also opened, expanded the mind to, to learn a bit, a little bit about that. So I would say those are the three things that stick out the most. Sweet. And so my next question is, what are some actions that you're going to take? So first, I've already gotten down that you're going to go and listen to episode number 707 yeah. of the Cliff Ravenscraft show, 
for sure. What else are you going to do? Keep up with the mindset work and start looking for something that might give me more time. So new job opportunity. Yeah. With a minimum of X number of dollars. Set yourself a standard. Thank you so much, Cliff. It was seriously an answer to a prayer. No doubt. It has to be. Wonderful. Well, I really appreciate the fact that you would be willing to come and do this live on the internet. That means a lot to me to be able to have this opportunity to do the work that I do. More than anything, it allows me to be of service to you because I know what your income is and I know what I charge, but also it allows me to demonstrate for others who are thinking, mm-hmm. what kind of coaching does Cliff do? How does he show up for people? And yeah. and this is what I do. So thank you for giving me this opportunity, number one, to be of service to you, but also mm-hmm. to demonstrate this to others. You're very welcome. Thank you for asking. Would you be interested in coming back in a couple of weeks to check in and, and have another 90-minute session? Sure. Well, there you go. That was my coaching call with Andrea And I am super delighted to let you know that you also have this opportunity. I recently made a decision to implement a brand new live streaming strategy. And my commitment is to begin showing up regularly, consistently with these live streaming coaching sessions. I was recently doing a live stream and somebody came up in my live stream and said, Cliff, what do you see next for you? You're always pivoting and getting more in alignment with what it is that you want to create in this world. What is your dream of the future? And I'm like, oh, I know exactly what that is. If money were no object, if I, let's just say that financially, I had no need to earn any income. If you want to know what I would do with my life, I'd wake up right around five o'clock in the morning. I'd devote the first few hours of my day to meditation, to prayer, to journaling, to reading, studying, growing, taking notes. And then probably around, I don't know, eight, nine, ten o'clock in the morning, I'd go live on the internet. I would just make myself available to be of support and encouragement to people, to help them overcome any limiting belief, any limiting thought patterns, any limiting emotional states, any limiting behaviors that are keeping them from fully experiencing what they feel most called to do or how they feel most called to be in this world. I would do that for hours every day of the week. That's what I would do with my life. Of course, I would do that probably several hours in the morning, and then I would break and go out to have lunch with my wife and probably go out and take a walk or go to the gym and do a workout. I'd come back and take a nice nap, maybe do an afternoon meditation, and who knows? Maybe a a second live session. I would maybe do some more of that. I could see myself doing that Monday through Friday. Who knows? Maybe in a couple on Saturday and Sunday. And as I was saying all of these things and I was just feeling myself come alive, I'm like, well, wait a second. What's keeping me from doing that now? And the answer was nothing. You see, already prior to this, all of my income has been generated by doing one 
weekly mastermind group for the Next Level Mastermind. We meet on Wednesday mornings. And then I do one-on-one coaching for a handful of clients. And I also use something called the Prosperous Coach Method for creating clients. All of that coaching is done on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, sometimes occasionally on Friday, but usually Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday at either 1 p.m. or 3.30 p.m. in the afternoon. So I only have two coaching calls, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, and occasionally Fridays, and those are always in the afternoon. So on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, I would never have anything already before 1 p.m. in the afternoon, and I'm already getting up at five o'clock in the morning. I'm already devoting all of those hours to my personal self-care routine of meditation, prayer, journaling, reading, studying, growing, and taking notes. It's just like there's this big, huge chunk of time that I'm not doing anything with or that I'm doing things with it, but there's plenty of room to do this thing that would be my dream. So I began doing some live streams this past week. I tested out the Ask Me Anything format, and quite frankly, I didn't like the Ask Me Anything format as much because when I got to ask me anything, people were asking me random questions and they were like, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And people are getting my thoughts, but that's what got us all in this mess anyway, is trying to live our lives by other people's thinking, other people's beliefs. And what I'd like to do is have meaningful conversation and rather than have people try to find the answers to the questions that they have from me, and from others to actually help them discover their connection to God within and find that the answers that they truly seek are inside themselves. If you go back and listen to this conversation with Andrea again, how many times did she find something that came up, not because I introduced it to her, but how many times did you hear her go, wow, what I'm hearing is, Wow, this came out of nowhere. Oh my gosh. And all of that was within. And that's what I most prefer to do is to help people raise their level of consciousness to get out of the fear and the anxiety and the worry, the doubt, to get them into a different state of being, of courage, curiosity, hopeful expectation, and a feeling of trust and knowing that God is there And then once in that state, ask powerful questions, knowing that it's only in that state of consciousness that you actually have the ability to hear that voice within. And it's never failed. And I prefer to offer those opportunities. And so after a week of testing the waters of live streams, different days, different times, and all of these different things in different formats, I've landed on the fact that You know, I I do every week somewhere between four to eight 90-minute one-on-one coaching sessions. But they're all private. I wondered, would anyone volunteer to do a coaching session in public, live streamed on all the social platforms, in audio recording so that I could share it in podcast content? Would anyone be willing? And then I'm like... I think people would. Yeah, sure, it's not as private as a one-on-one conversation. There might be some things that you would prefer not to go into certain depths, but there's always something. Even if you don't necessarily go into all the details, 
there are always things that can come out of these conversations that will allow me to ask questions that internally it will unlock things for you that you never even knew were there. So before I go, I just want to let you know, for the foreseeable future, I'm committing myself to showing up very consistently. We're talking many times a week, offering free 90-minute one-on-one complimentary coaching sessions just like what you heard. As long as you're willing to allow me to broadcast that live, that you're willing to come on via audio and video, and also allow me to record audio for potential use in a podcast, so that it will be of education, encouragement, inspiration, and motivation for other people. Have you been motivated and inspired Did you learn anything? Did you get an insight as I was asking those questions for Andrea? Did you ask those questions of yourself? Did you hear things come up for you? Imagine if you had a one-on-one conversation with me like this, how many people would you be helping as they're relating to your story, your scenarios, your situation? If you would like one of these live streaming coaching sessions with me, Email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com, and in the email subject line, put live coaching session. Email me today, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com, and put live coaching session in the subject line, and tell me that you're interested. We will get you scheduled. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do in life to the next level. Mindset. Answer man.